morning. It's great to be with you. During this first month of spring, we have been hearing about a new season, a new life, and a new direction. In all these messages, there has been a sense of hope that has been communicated. And spring, being the season in which Jesus was resurrected from the dead, brings us a sense of renewed hope. And this is my message this morning, a new hope. Most people understand hope as wishful thinking, as in, I hope something happens. But this is not what the Bible means by hope. The biblical definition of hope is confident expectation. It is a firm assurance concerning things that are unclear in our lives or unknown yet to us. Hope is one of the strongest and most precious human emotions. A person with hope can live and endure difficult problems, difficult circumstances by keeping their focus on their desired outcome. But when hope is gone, there is no strength to fight not to endure. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Instead of hope, fear is a dominating force in so many people's lives today. Fear due to this global pandemic and everything that it has caused, fear for their future, Political fear, fear for their security, safety for their families, fear for their health, or financial future. This fear today leads many people to hopelessness, a sense that we are trapped. This pandemic has shaken the foundation of individuals and nations, causing many people to experience great challenges and feel hopeless. How are you feeling today? Is there hope in you? Do you have hope? Or do you need hope? There is real pain in society. And it is not the purpose of this message to just say a few positive statements and read a nice selection of scriptures and hope that the problems go away. Our desire is to kindle real hope in your heart. The truth is that in spite of the challenges in the world and in our lives, there is hope. And many of us have faith in that hope. And that is why we took time to pray yesterday in the return event. We hope for the divine intervention in our nation and in the nations of the world. We have hope and that hope has a name and his name is Jesus and the very same Jesus who said very clearly that in this world you shall have tribulation, he also said in John 10.10, 10, I have come that you may have life in abundance. So today I would like to challenge you to embrace a new sense of hope in your life. How does one do that? It has to start by putting your faith in a God of hope. And the God of the Bible is a God of hope. Hope for the present moment. There is a great story of hope in the book of Daniel. And I'm reading in Daniel chapter 3 verses 16 to 18. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. What a story. This king had made a huge image of himself. And then he gathered the nation and the officials of the nation for the dedication of this image and ordered that all should bow down to this image at the sound of the instruments or be cast in the burning fiery furnace. Of course, these three young men weren't going to do that. They served a living God and they were not about to obey this king. And when brought before the king, they gave the answer that we have just read. Notice that in their answer, they faced the danger with hope, not despair and not fear. They put their trust in God to save them. Yet, even if they burned, they would not go back on their faith. They knew their God was the God of this life and the God of eternity. How many would actually compromise their faith in the face of such a challenge or such a threat? But these young men, they had faith, they had hope, and they lived by principle. We need more people today to live by principle, to live like this. People who live with faith and not despair, with hope and not fear, who live by principle, not by predicament or circumstances. Now, you know the story. This king, he ordered that this furnace be heated up seven times more than usual. And then he threw these three young men in that furnace. What happened was that all of a sudden he could see four men walking freely in this furnace. And he realized that the fourth man looked like the son of God. So this king, when he saw this, he said, man, this is the God of these three young Jewish boys. So we declared that there is no God like their God and made the decree that no one could speak against their God. So he promoted these three young men in Babylon and they had a greater influence in the province. They could have compromised just that one time. But if they had done so, they wouldn't have become the leaders and influences that they did in that province. Hope for the future. In Romans 4, verse 18 and 21, we read, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. God had made a covenant with Abraham and said that he would become the father of many nations, making him exceedingly fruitful, and that kings would come from him. All this by giving Abraham a son. 
And we read this in Genesis chapter 17, verse 5 and 6. Abraham and Sarah were already quite old at the time. So when receiving this promise, they could have thought, no ways. There is no way that this can happen. It's too late. It's impossible. It's useless. The situation is beyond hope. Abraham knew disappointing impossibilities. But in spite of all odds, he learned to hope. Abraham had a promise from God. And he was determined to see this promise fulfilled in his life. And against all hope, with hope, he continued believing. Now, was this because he believed in the promise? No. It's because he believed in the promise maker. He believed in God with all his heart. This promise had to do with the arrival of their son. And Abraham and Sarah, like I said, were well on in years. Well, God did keep his promise and did give Abraham and Sarah their promised child. Abraham was already 100 years and Sarah was 90 years old. Abraham didn't accept the reality of fertility. He accepted the promise of hope. When the blazing fire of disappointment dies down, gray coals of our dreams remain, and a small wind of hope excites the fire back to life. Today, there are still people of hope. We have seen people face great challenges with faith and hope that God gives and overcome the situations. Sometimes God intervenes miraculously. Other times, God gives us the grace to endure and go through the challenge and overcome. But people of faith are always people of hope. And the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, And now abide faith, hope, love, These three, but greatest of these three is love. The greatest is love because love is a person and God is love. Therefore, he gives us hope when we walk with him, when we fellowship with him, when we learn his ways and listen to his voice and we submit and obey his commands. Just remember that the three young Jewish boys and Abraham, they walked with God this way. And that's why they had that hope that the Bible gives us. And to be hopeful begins by being a follower of Christ. Jesus lived in a difficult time, but he lived with hope and he brought us hope. They killed him, buried him, But as he had prophesied about himself, on the third day he arose and he lives. He brought a new and living hope of eternal life to each one of us. Remember that the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ 
happened in spring. And that is why the season reminds us and assures us and gives us a renewed sense of hope. Jesus did something that had never been done before. He came back to life never to die again. And he declared that the same would happen to his followers. He brought us new hope. He demonstrated that this life is not all that there is. And so he gives us hope for this life and for eternity. The world teaches you to hold on to your life because that is all you have. It teaches you to be master of your life and fight to survive. But Jesus teaches you to let go, teaches me to let go and put our life in his hands to let him be the master of our lives. He says that if you hold on to your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life to him, that is, trust him with your life, you will gain it. Then again, those three Jewish boys trusted God with their life, and they didn't lose their life. They didn't get burned or consumed in that fiery furnace. Abraham trusted God with their future, and they received the promised child. Who are you trusting today with your life? To be full of hope begins by surrendering your life to Christ. Begins at the cross. Begins by responding to the call of God which leads you to the cross of Christ. Where you lay your life down and take on his life. Then with the life of Christ inside of you, you can live with hope and with life in abundance. Here are some practical steps that we can take to live with hope. Become more aware of what God is doing rather than focusing on worldly events. Be careful not to be drawn into conversations of hopelessness. I said a few weeks ago in one of my openings that we are surrounded by so many opinions and by so many voices and that all this can be interpreted as noise in our lives and that this noise can block the voice of God in our hearts. So we need to turn down that volume of that noise in our lives so that we can hear God's voice and be sensitive to what he's telling us to do. So we need to seek out the good stories, the stories of victory, tenacity in the face of adversity, of perseverance, of good coming out of bad situations. Take responsibility for your thoughts. Philippians 4, 8 says, Meditate on the word and what is good around you. We cannot avoid thoughts to come to our mind, but we can avoid those thoughts to remain there. And if they are not good thoughts, we need to get rid of them and we need to replace them with good things, with good thoughts, things that builds us up, things that encourages us. So whatever you feed, grows. 
And feeding means cultivating, taking care of, give attention to. So we need to give attention to what we think, to our thought life. And we need to feed hope, feed on the word, and be hopeful and be an agent of hope. Be alert to opportunities to encourage others and bring hope to them. There are many people around us that need encouragement and we can be agents of hope to them. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite of the darkness around us. Hope inspires us to do the impossible and helps us carry on even during difficult times. So if you have not taken that first step of surrendering to Christ yet, I'm inviting you to do that today. Take that step today. Let God lead you to the cross of Jesus Christ where the price of your sin was paid, where the love of God for you was demonstrated, where the battle for your eternity was won, and all you have to do is come to the cross and receive. These are simple steps. Basically, you have to Realize that everything was done on that cross by Jesus Christ. He took your sin. So first of all, you have to acknowledge that you are a sinner and ask for forgiveness for your sins in your lives. And then accept that forgiveness in your heart. And if you need hope today, then come to Jesus and do just that. Ask him to come into your life as your Lord and Savior. And if you hope in your heart and you invite him in, he will do just that. As we close in prayer this morning, use these moments either to surrender your life to Jesus and receive the hope of eternal life in your heart. To allow that hope to flow from your spirit and fill your whole being. Allow a renewed sense of hope to fill your heart today and give you the courage that you need to face the challenges around us. Knowing that God is with us, knowing that he will lead us in his will and in his his purpose for each one of your lives. So I invite you, allow Jesus to be Lord of your life today. As you do that, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your love and for everything that you have done for each one of us. I thank you that you sent Jesus to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that you were obedient to come, to die for us, to save us, to forgive our sins, and that today we can have this relationship with you as we walk with you, as we develop our relationship with you, as we listen to your commands and as we obey your commands. Father, I thank you that you will teach each one of us to live in the hope that you have given us. We thank you that you will lead and guide each one of our lives in your ways, in your will, according to your purpose In Jesus' name. So now I pray that may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace 
in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed week and be blessed.